from the Nerd Lounge, again, in the basement of my home. It's time for another Mike Kavitra podcast, and uh, I'd like to welcome you, uh, wherever you're listening from, from whatever platform, you can find my podcast almost on any platform that plays uh, podcasts, so wherever you're listening from, thank you for joining in, uh, especially for this new episode. Uh, Shameless plug for my new solo album that's out on soundcloud.com. It's an app that you can download onto your phone or your laptop, and uh, you can look for Kvid Music Enterprises, K-V-I-D-M-U-S-I-C Enterprises, and you'll find my new album on there under that title, Uh, and the album's called uh, Gone Tomorrow. And there's also the Beatles one on there and a bunch of, uh, a couple of other cover tunes that I've recorded that's all on SoundCloud.com. So check that out and like it and stuff like that and leave messages and tell me if you like it or not. And another thing I want to uh, point out is coming up on Thursday, June 27th, a little less than a month from now, uh, the, the, the band, rock and roll band Sound Device, which I play bass in is uh, having a gig, a fundraiser gig, at the Historic Mounds Theater down at 1029 Hudson Road in St. Paul uh, from 6.30 to 9 p.m. It's a Mary's Mary's Meals fundraiser concert and dance. Now, there's no cover charge to get in, but donations will be gratefully accepted. Uh, beverages uh, will be served there, including beer and wine, and there will also be popcorn and pizza, and, of course, some of your old-time favorite rock and roll hits will be played by, of course, Sound Advice. Um, and you can, for more information, you can find about uh, Mary's Meals Minnesota on Facebook or on Instagram. Or um, Sound Advice, for that matter, is also on uh, Facebook, too. So if not, uh, or just keep listening to these podcasts. And, of course, I'm going to be uh, promoting them big time. Um Somebody messaged me asking if we're playing the North St. Paul uh, Classic Car Cruise, and uh, the answer is yes. Um, we're playing two of them this year. We have one coming up on, fr- and, and these are Friday nights. Uh, I believe they start like at 6 or 6.30 uh, p.m., probably 6.30, I think. C- pretty close to 7. Goes until about 9 o'clock or so. And uh, the first one we'll be playing, I believe, will be on Friday, uh, uh, July 26th. And uh, the location, I know there's two locations. I don't know which location we're going to be at, but we'll be there on Friday, July 26th. And then again, at the end of August, on the 30th of July, or 30th of August, I'm sorry. (laughs) So the 26th of July and the 30th, 30th of August will be at the North St. Paul Car Cruise. Now, the one on the 26th is a day before the Rice Street Car Show, and we'll be playing at that one, too. And that's on Saturday the 27th. So, And I'm still trying to get all these dates down, and and uh, we'll get them posted either on Facebook or we'll broadcast them here on the podcast whenever we can and give a chance. So they'll be well known where we're going to be playing this year, of course. So, well, like I said, we have one coming up on June 27th, Thursday night, from 6.30 to 9 p.m., and it's a fundraising one for Mary's Meals. So that's going to be interesting. Um, 
as well, especially because now we have two guitars in the band and we've only practiced once, but <laughs> it's going to work out just fine. It's going to be beautiful, beautiful. Mark my word. Okay, um, another thing I'd like to uh, point out, um, somebody once asked me if I had a chance to pick a career all over again, what would I do? And I was thinking about this today while I was at work. What, what would I have done? And I think, you know, uh, being of some of the projects that I've done already, it, it almost seems obvious I would go down this route. And, uh, you know, the, the field of radio TV broadcasting, which I did go into, uh, kind of associates with this, sort of. But I think I would I would gone into, like, some sort of play, not, not playwriting, but uh, movie script writing or show script writing of some sort. Um... I've been doing that on and off throughout my my, my life. Uh, going back to when I was in high school, uh, we used to tape record these shows called Mission Possible, which was kind of a spoof on uh, the old TV show Mission Impossible. Uh, we used to do a, a few shows, uh, tape recorded a few shows about that. And then even going up to even the recent years when we did Negan's World, um, all that stuff was all thought up and... Uh, planned out uh, by me so I think if I were to choose a career all over again if I could go back and choose a career all over again I think I would have been a, a, a script writer of some sort of either movies or uh, TV shows and um, you know who knows I, I still might I still might do some of these you know things for, as a hobby in the future but uh, I don't see why not I mean Negan's World was uh, was really fun to do, and even back then, uh, Mission Possible, those shows were all equally fun fun to do, and uh, and even everybody that participated in it. Now, the the, the thing that m- kind of made it work, it was mainly I didn't really write a script for it. I just had a main idea what we were going to do and how it was going to end and everything, but everything in between wasn't written out at all, so it was all improvised. Um, stuff back on Mission Possible that was all improvised, even all the way up to uh, Negan's World. All that stuff was all improvised. And I know uh, in Hollywood and, and regular TV shows and like that, it's all different. You have to have it scripted out. There's really no improvisation whatsoever. But uh, I'm pretty sure I could have... Well, you know, I take that back. There might have been one episode of Negan's, Negan's World that I did actually kind of script out. So... It did, you know, it kind of did script it out. So it wasn't all entirely improvisation, but 97% of it was improvisation on the spot. And it worked out very good, you know, fortunately for for the programs and stuff like that. And I think there was only a few times we'd have to redo something because I wanted it to go in a different direction than what it did. But I can't think of anything right off and as at hand that, uh, that made me want to redo it, but... That was a lot of fun, a lot of fun times. So, yeah, I think that's what I would uh, I, I would be doing instead of what I'm doing now. But <laughs> you know, the, it is what it is, and, it, and maybe I can make a hobby out of it a little later on. But right now, I'm pretty busy with two jobs and trying to get things going with sound advice, which uh, I'm I'm jumping in at both feet. You know, it was uh, I was kind of hesitant. Uh, couple of months ago whether or not because I, I started doing two jobs and 
changing my my jobs around and in, in hours of working and everything. Uh, I was really hesitant if it was going to work out, if I could even be in the band, uh, for that matter, or if I could get time off to do it. And right now, it's proven to be very, very difficult for me to line up with the other guys to practice with them. And uh, all three of the other guys are uh, are retired, and I'm not. <laughs> so you think I'd be the hardest one? They're always asking me. You know what my open date is and I tell my open day for practice and then oh I'm busy or someone else has got something going on so you think it would be the other way around but you know I was really hesitant if it would work out at all but uh, you know I'm, I'm jumping in I'm jumping in and uh, we're gonna have fun this summer I think um, hopefully everything goes out right especially with the new songs we're working on which I won't disclose right now uh, until we get everything finalized before the gig so uh <laughs> yeah otherwise otherwise uh stuff i've been doing in the in the meantime uh, my downtime i've been uh i've recently recorded uh three more cover songs which i might throw on soundcloud.com um <laughs> another plug there uh the three songs i've recorded was uh early cranberries tune called i just shot john lennon um, I'm sure n- nobody's heard that one, except for a very few people that have. But uh, it was one of the first cr- Cranberry songs. It was on their first album that they did. Um, the other one I did was uh, a Neil Diamond song, Solitary Man. And the third one I did was... Uh, oh, geez, now I can't remember it. <laughs> oh, uh, Fire and Rain, a James Taylor song. Fire and Rain. And... Um, I've had a lot of fun recording all three of those songs because uh, mainly I've been doing more than just doing the, the basic drum machine, uh, guitar, bass, and vocals. I've been also working uh, in keyboards and different um, melodic parts with the keyboard and with the music. And, and uh, a few of the songs have uh, two keyboard tracks in it uh, playing two different things, so... I've been getting a little bit more adventurous, so hopefully when I get around to uh, writing some more uh, original stuff, maybe I can incorporate some some of the extra stuff. And you know, on uh, my Gone Tomorrow CD, I did uh, incorporate a few extra stuffs than the, the, the bare essentials, um, like uh, on the, the song Misty Lou that has a, uh, an accordion in it. I actually... Uh, acquired an accordion. I didn't acquire it, but I uh, was uh, given to me after my uh, grandmother passed away. It was my grandmother's old accordion, and I decided to use it on that track. Um, I'm not a very proficient player of the accordion, but uh, um, I did I did use it on the track, and it worked out very nice. It worked out really nice. Um, the other song on that album, uh, Old Sue Line, uh, there is no drums on that one. Instead, I used the old Johnny Cash trick of putting a dollar bill in between the guitar strings and just strumming and making a chugga 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 sound. And we use that for a, a, a kind of like a drum click track for that, and it worked out very nice. So uh, yeah, there's some some extra things I did on that one, but you know, 
hopefully in the future I'll be able to embellish more uh, tracks instead of just having it like bare bones and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I I, I had a, a comment on one of the Beatles songs well, for my dad, when I was playing him one of the tracks from uh, uh, the the Beatle album, Beatle cover album, I did, I played him "Please Please Me," he, and he he mentioned something about uh, the uh, the vocals, the the backing vocals being a little flat. Well, yeah, yeah, I know it's a little flat, but uh, you know that's me. <laughs> it's it's me to a T. I'm a little flat myself, and um, I know there's a couple times when we're in the playing in the band and stuff like that he'd always want to hone in on the on the uh, on the vocals and stuff like that and I'm I'm not too keen on my vocals at all or my singing voice or anything for that matter and um, as far as wasting time on vocals for me I just think it's a waste of time uh, especially for me and uh, you know, and if it's for a gig that's not even paying me anything, why should I have to worry about it? You know, <laughs> I've often jokingly said, "Well, once we start pulling in money like the Beatles did or something like that, then I'll start worrying about my vocals." But in, until then, this is this is how it's going to be. So um, I'd, I'd prefer just to uh, just to concentrate on my bass playing, not sing at all. But uh, the way things are, at least in sound advice, I'm singing like over half the track, so it's like not, not much time to uh, really, uh, you know, working on my my bass uh, bass stuff because I'm spending half the time singing. But oh well, it is what it is, and you know, if people don't like my singing voice, they don't like it, and if they do, they do, you know. I I don't like it, you know, and it's uh, you know it's a proven fact that John Lennon didn't like his own singing voice, and he always told George Martin in the studio, "Do something with my vocal track because I don't like my singing voice." Uh, <laughs> speaking about John Lennon, I should tell you, um, and I and I posted this on on Facebook the other day uh, that I. Um, I have the John Lennon anthology CDs and stuff like that. And one of the tracks was uh, the bare track of him just playing uh, piano in his uh, New York apartment. And he was playing real love. And I was, I dumped it on the digital recorder here at, in the Nerd Lounge. And uh, I was trying to Beatleize it, meaning that I was going to try to have the, be the backing band for it and just have him sing. And I'd play guitar, bass, drums. And, and and so on and so forth. Well, I kind of got a little bored with doing it last night and uh, went to put things away and uh, go to bed for the night. And as soon as I almost got the last thing put away, the power went out in the house, the entire house. The power just went pew, two seconds and then clicked back on. And I was like, is that a signal from John Lennon, the ghost of John? I don't know, but... <laughs> Whatever it was, it was it was kind of weird. Eh? Anyway, so if you didn't see that post I had on Facebook, there I just told it to you. So anyway, I'm gonna wrap this one up. Uh, I know uh, my dad been talking to me about maybe him coming on and doing a podcast with me. I think that'd be kind of cool because then I can kind of ask him some of his questions, kind of direct some questions to him about his 
first gig and guitars and stuff like that. I think it'll be kind of interesting. So maybe I'll try to get him on here one of these times. But uh, until then, we'll see you later from the Nerd Lounge.